You are listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 127. Hello, Headhunting Housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, and it is early in the morning. Uh, The end of January is almost over, which I love when January goes by fast, and this January went by super, super fast. Uh, which I'm thankful for since I'm in the cold still. Usually I want to be somewhere warm in the winter. Um, but um, for different reasons and helping some friends out, I stuck around a little bit longer. Um, but next week when I give the podcast, I will be in beautiful sunny Florida with some hopefully palm trees swaying in the background. You hear me walking or talking. Um, so anyway, this morning I want to focus on with all of you talking about becoming an entrepreneur and how to start that, right? Because year after year after year, you know, I speak to so many of you in my, in my recruiting business as an executive recruiter for so many years. Obviously, I was interviewing all day long. And when you're interviewing people for jobs, you, of course, get to know them personally. You know what's going on, what worked, what didn't work. Um, and you would be shocked at how many people, employees through the years that always had a little dream of becoming an entrepreneur later in life, maybe when they retire, starting a side business, um, it feels like it's almost a dream in so many of us, at least the people that I've been working with. And and perhaps that was because I was often hiring very high-level executive sales team, six-figure sales earners. So if you can sell often, um, that's the hardest step, I think, in becoming an entrepreneur because you have to go get clients. And that seems to be the hardest step for most people I speak with. Um, so anyway, and today, and speaking with you, I'm thinking more of all the recruiters I've been helping more recently this past year in adding career coaching to make more money to their desk, teaching them the retained model to make more money. But more importantly, it's just becoming an entrepreneur. When they learn how to make their own money, the next thing is very quickly, they want to have their own business. They don't, as soon as you can get your own client and make your own money, you're all of a sudden, you're feeling this detachment and lack of need for that boss for your corporation that's paying you um, because all of a sudden you know how to go out and feed yourself and get clients. And if the better and better you get at that, obviously you won't need then the corporation anymore helping you. Um, and it's fascinating when I talk, I talked to actually two students just yesterday that both came to this almost like aha moment on the phone. Um, one that had a long career, um, you know, uh, but always working for someone and never realized what her boss all those years was closing recruiting contracts for. She couldn't believe when I told her what retained contracts go for, um, what the terms are, you know, usually the 30% that I've talked about with you before. But um, again, if someone's making 100000 we get 30000 for hiring them. But remember, only the person negotiating the deal is getting that, ladies. So if you were a recruiter all the years working at your desk, that thirty grand would go to the owner. Um, so if it's your own business, that's all you pretty much, right? Except for your expenses and stuff. Um, but then if you're the owner, you're splitting that with then the team and management, and that's getting split again when it gets down to the employee actually doing the work at the desk, which is often even split again, right? They talk about splits in recruiting, but it's like a split of a split of a split. So out of that 30,000, um, you might see just a couple thousand, right? When you're just working at a desk, cause it goes up the chain, it's getting split in so many directions, um, and I forget sometimes because most of my world in recruiting was at that executive level. I was either the boss bringing my own clients or working with the CEO. So I was only literally one split away. If he brought in 100K, I'd get 50 if I closed it. Or if I brought in 100K, I'd pass out 50 and split that different ways if I was going to share that that opening. Um, so, and if you do it yourself, of course, you get it all. So 
I just want to make sure you understand that there's a lot more money maybe on the table than you realize. And again, that's why corporations come to us recruiters to go find employees and find worker bees because um, it's an investment. They want to pay you whatever they're paying your salary because you're going to make them, you know, double that. You'll make them, you know, double three times 10, you're 10xing for your corporation, not for yourself, right? So when you get in the entrepreneur world, you see people saying, hey, 3x what you can make or 10x, because at that point, you're doing it all on your own, you know how to get clients and you're growing it. So the reason I'm bringing this up and on today's call, I just want to go back to basics. We're in January of how to start because sometimes I know I go really deep into the different levels of the business and adding revenue. And many of you listening from what I'm understanding more and more are just starting. It's not even about adding revenue. It's just getting that first part of revenue coming in and flowing consistently so you can even um, dream about leaving corporate one day. So I want to speak to that right now. Um, on how to start. And like always, I want to keep it simple and short this morning. So I just want to focus on three things that you should need to do. And then maybe I'll go into three things um, that you shouldn't do if I don't, if I don't talk too long here. So, but the first few, actually, I'm going to start with what you don't need to do, because it seems like at every call I start with, um, everyone's telling me all the money they spent and what they've done so far to start their business. But then, you know, when I ask them what brings them to me, I, I can see very clearly that's why they get stuck. And this is the things people are doing when they think they have to start a business. Um, so, of course, the first one everyone thinks of is they want to form an LLC, which is very important. And you want to do that pretty soon in your business. It doesn't need to be the first thing. It's going to be like in most, I don't know how many different states are different, but around 350 is usually an investment. If you just do it yourself, it might go up to a thousand at most if you're getting other people to help you do it. But um, that's something that, you know, is on someone's mind and that's not a big expense. So if you want to, if you have the name and you know it and you want to form the LLC, fine. You don't have to do that right away. I waited, I've had many LLCs in my day, but with each one that I started, I typically waited till I brought my first client in so that those numbers the, the dollars could actually pay for the expenses. I always want to have money coming in before I did any expenses. Of course, you, when you invest in a business, um, there's going to be upfront costs, right? Like if you're having a business advisor or if you're investing in your laptop and phones, computers and software and, you know, the QuickBooks or whatever, there's all those upfront investments. But the goal was still always to bring in a client to then cover a lot of those investments. I want an ROI as fast as possible. I I'm not, I don't want a business where you're, you know, that three to five years, like brick and mortar, like it used to be. I want a cash flow of 30, 60, 90 days, right? <laughs> and so I want you focused on that more than these back end things like going to create your LLC. So, but if you want to do that, that's not a big deal. And it's kind of fun. That's the creative side. The other thing people think after the LLC is they want to, um, they want to get a business card, right? And they want to make it all pretty and they spend a lot of time on that. No need. Unless you're, the way that I teach it, you're not going out to conferences right away, maybe later for conferences, but even now we just do QR codes and whatever. So it's just changed. So you don't have to really worry about that. Um, the other really big one that breaks my heart when women spend thousands and thousands of dollars on websites and hey, I did this back in the day, right? Now, luckily, I had computer scientists and developers in my family. Um, and then later, I would go on to hire developers for companies. So I had friends that could help out and do things often, you know, very inexpensively in my younger years. But if you don't have that, like a lot of women don't, they can spend thousands of dollars on a website that no one's going to ever go to anyway. Um, because until you have clients coming to you or looking for you, and you know, you're tracking them where they want to check you out, it's a waste of time and money. To this day, I don't think my website does anything for me. I have it just because 
I want to be a legitimate business and I want you to see that I'm a legitimate business. And of course, for my Kaplan Executive Search, that's a um, website that's been there, but that I've now evolved that and changed that up through the years. But that's not where my business comes from, right? So it's a place as an extra um, it's an extra for people to go and see and check you out, make sure you're the real deal. So yes, you'll need one eventually, but you can actually start with some landing pages in the beginning, um, just to give a feel of what you're doing and for people to know how to sign up with you. Um, but you don't need to spend a lot on websites, ladies. Okay. That can be way later. So, you know, so get LLC. Yes, that's fine, but not necessary immediately. Again, business cards, um, website, big one. So what else are ladies, those are three things. I'll stop right there. There's probably a list of 10 things that women are, are really wasting time and money on, but don't do those, okay? Don't do those three things for starting out. What are the three things that you want to start investing in? Um, the three things that make sense to start to investing in is first, if you don't know how to get clients, find someone that can teach you how to get clients, right? That's where an advisor or mentor comes in to help you. So find that person that can not only help you entrepreneur, help you get started, let you know when to LLC or when to do the website, but most importantly, let them be a sales and marketing person, someone that, um, a mentor that can really help you get sales in the door as fast as possible, like in 30, 60, 90 days. That's always the goal. And yes, you know, I've hired dozens of high level sales teams for the largest companies in the world, um, the GEs, the IBMs, the Siemens, the Philips, right? And even the best salespeople in the world that we would hire, straight commission, six-figure salespeople that would kick butt, make, you know, two, three hundred thousand a year or more. Often when they first came in and started, ladies, and they were ramping up, it still took them three to six months to ramp up. The studs and stars, of course, of the team would be having sales in the first four to six weeks, right? But most were in the first um, 90 days, not most, most started trickling in the first three months, 90 days, but then really it was month three to six. You could see who was getting successful and knowing what they were doing. But then the real truth was one year, right? Because some people just do really great and then burn out. Some people um, just weren't cut out for the job. Um, but the ones that were slow and steady and also good at what they did and believed in themselves and the product and the company and knew how to sell and market, you know, they would slowly but surely, you know, have sales. Can they learn everything the first few months? Sales becoming in the next set of months. And then by the first year, you were seeing who were going to be the star performers, right? And that, that was kind of tried and true. So out of 10 people, right, you'd have the two superstars closing sales in four to six weeks. The bulk of the middle, you know, let's say the other six, say six in the middle, were all coming things in uh, month three to six. And then there were some laggers at the end that maybe didn't make it or just took a lot longer to hit the curve. Couldn't even take up to a year. I mean, there were people that took to a year to get sales, but but if the manager didn't fire them, they were still a good salesperson. They were just learning. They went on, I've seen this, on to be just superstars, right? So even, you know, the whole tortoise and the hare race, you can be as slow as a turtle. <laughs> you know, maybe you have a lot of things going in your life. It's not your fault, right? It's not like because um, you're not good at it. Often, you, as women, we don't have time to focus on sales, right? And plus, you know, there's a lot I can talk about sales. I love sales. I've done that my whole life. You know, I've hired teams on it. But I think a lot of women have a negative connotation because we don't like being sold to in the way we've been sold to through the years. And that it's more that kind of masculine way where you feel like it's, uh, you know, shoved down your throat as far as what you're, they're pushing on you, what they're selling, what product, when that's not what you really need or want. So I think in this era of more feminine selling, 
And because I want to focus, number one, on someone teaching you how to sell, um, sell your product, your services, your business, really, and your value and what you're offering, um, it's in a much more feminine way. It's really listening to what they need and customizing um, that solution around that woman's needs at that moment, step by step, right? It's not, here's everything I offer, like shooting out, like from a garden hose, all the things you need including websites and LLCs and business cards and all the crap you get sold that you don't need. It's just, here's what you need right now. And here's an affordable price, not just an affordable, but like a no brainer price to help you get started. <laughs> right. And then after that, here's what you need now. Here's an affordable price that you're going to ROI now that we've proven you can ROI to then cover those expenses and let's go get some more customers. And then, and so on, you know, through that three months, six months, nine months, the first year, and then you're up and going. So what you do need is someone to help guide you, a mentor, an advisor, a coach, I don't know, it doesn't matter what you call them, but if you need to invest in that person so you're not wasting money, number one, right? Number two, you need the, what I call the path and the math. So it's almost like when you're going on a journey of any kind, um, you need to know where you're going. And so, um, you know, when I, when I teach, I teach it in 10 steps to keep it easy over 10 weeks, which is in a 90 day container, but you want to make sure you have your own path for yourself. You can't go into a business just with the zillion things that you have to do. It has to be clear steps for that quarter, really break that down to the month, to the week, to the day. And so you want to make sure you have that really clear path in your mind. If you don't have that infrastructure for your days and what you're doing, when you should be doing it, how much time you should be spending on it, again, lean on your mentor to help you with that. So you're not wigging out on things that are details that are unnecessary, but you're spending really quality focused time with things that are important just today. And that should always be kept, I think, one to three things most. Maybe in the beginning it's just one thing. As you get better up to three things, you know, week to week, day to day, it goes into month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year. So once you have kind of um, the person leading and helping you guide you with that, and then you have the paths, you have that you both are seeing the same roadmap now that's been customized for you, um, you want to understand the math, right? Because a lot of what we're doing, our value is tied to the money we're bringing in, the revenue, and you want to understand how to hit that goal. So if your goal is 10K, how many customers is that? Is that five customers at 2K? Is that going to be you know, one big corporate client, you know, not even big, it can be a small corporate client or just one CEO at, at 10K. Um, will it be, you know, if you're doing 3K, is that then um, four different clients at 3K? Whatever it is, you need to know the math. So figure out your path and what your goals are and then put the math to it so it actually makes sense. And that can then help you figure out how you get there and how fast you can get there. And then the third thing you need after you have kind of the advisor leading the way to guide you and then you have the map and the path and the math, right? Um, the last thing is you want to create your offer. This goes back to your value and this links right to um, the revenue you, you'll bring in. You want to make sure that, you know, you are creating an offer that's going to sell. And most women that I've met aren't able to do this on their own. Even when they're going out in their career and finding a job, most women need help negotiating what their value is just when it comes to straight up salary. And that's pretty basic. You have your salary, the bonus packages, 401k, you know, any time off, all that stuff is pretty basic and staring in companies. But if you're an entrepreneur starting your business, it's the wild, wild west, right? It can be your values, whatever you want it to be in a very cool way. How do you do that? So you really need to learn how to do a value stack of before you really even cover the pricing part. 
you're going to understand what the value is offering so you know how to get that number. So um, you do need that. That is a time figuring out what that is because all three of these steps kind of intertwine, right? And again, the, your guide or your advisor will help you figure that out. The path and the math will help kind of get you there, but then the creating the offer also ties into that. So those are the three things I think are really important. And then, of course, all of those tie right into client attraction because once you have your value stack, you know what your worth is and what you're doing and you have the path to get there. You understand the math of how that all aligns to your number one vision that, the, that your um, guy or your advisor is helping you see that clear vision for. When all of those things are in alignment, things will happen much quicker and they can happen in 30, 60, 90 days versus you just going out there trying to do it on your own. So when you ask, how do I start a business, Diane, or how do I entrepreneur if I've been a recruiter 20 years or an HR, or I tried to do a business before and it failed and it was just overwhelming, this is how I would say to do it. These are your one, two, threes to start. And before you get those one, two, threes in line, I wouldn't venture out in the wilderness by yourself without a map or a guide or a stepping stone, <laughs> you know, what your next step is or a plan, right? Um, and all your supplies, resources, the systems and support is huge. So, you know, I could go on that list of one, two, three to four, five to a hundred. Um, but those are the first three things. And all of those, again, back to your guide will give you that support and structure you need as you're building it. So it's really important. It goes back to, you know, having that coach and mentor. Um, I can't stuff about because I've always had that. And that's what always fast tracked me. So I hope that's helpful in this little short um, scenario today of the three things to entrepreneur, to how to start, get started, know what that looks like. And then you just go week to week and a good guide will just kind of give you the next three steps. Take easy little chunks, ladies. Don't do everything at once. I know we want to do that. We want to understand everything. And it's good to have the end in mind and maybe to see, you know, a little bit of the big path to the future. It's okay to at least maybe read a little bit of ahead. But when it comes to your actions, be really clear and concise. Focus on revenue generating activities in the beginning. You're starting your business focused around the most important steps of where you are right now to get traction, to bring in clients, to bring in revenue, because that's going to fuel you and give you the momentum to push you without having to push yourself. That's when it gets exciting and you're being called and drawn into the next level. You're not having to push yourself. You're not feeling overwhelmed. It's not a grind. It shifts from that to being fun, exciting. Things are happening. Money is coming in clients are happy. It's a whole different feel. It's more of the feminine way than the masculine way in my mind. So I hope that helps. I will let you go start your day. Happy hunting. And next time we talk, um, hopefully it will definitely will be February. So Valentine's will be around the corner and um, I'll be somewhere warm. So I'll share that with you on my training calls. If you want to see these live videos, lady, I, ladies, I put these in my group, Headhunting Housewives on Facebook. Um, there's free trainings in there, free support and resources, a bunch of awesome women that are on this journey with you, um, not only on their entrepreneurship journey, but even as career executives wanting to bump up their career and learn more about this. So come join us and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you have to come over and check out our free Facebook group, Headhunting Housewives. It's completely free to join and you'll be part of a network of women that are entrepreneurial, headhunters, housewives, anyone looking to up-level their career, make a change, start a business. You'll have the support that you're looking for. So come join us over at Headhunting Housewives and we look forward to seeing you on the inside.